the mind pod a podcast on mental health i'm dr sabir parekh i'm a psychiatrist and the director of the fortis national mental health program this series the mind pod is going to be brought to you by my upchar and by fortis national mental health program fortis healthcare the idea here is to have more and more conversations about our mental health we prioritize mental health we have conversations we bust some myths we accept some facts we raise our awareness more importantly we work on our quality of life and well-being i'm joined by divya jain who is a counseling and sports psychologist and heads the psychological services at the fortis national mental health program fortis healthcare and today we talk about probably one of the most important things of our life doing something that we do more collectively or cumulatively than anything else in our lifetime and that is sleep so divya jain how much do you sleep yes. that depends a lot on the amount of work i end up getting uh, but typically sleep should be anywhere between 6 to 9 hours and we're talking at a stretch at night preferably interesting how you said 6 to 9 hours so for all those listening here there are short sleepers who may require less sleep and a long sleepers who may like me require a little bit more so from 6 to 9 hours and one of the interesting things that divya just mentioned at night at one go so some of you young people who may be wanting to split these 8 hours in two or three spurts in the entire 24 hour cycle not the right thing to do not healthy but one more thing that divya said and that's where the problem is depending upon the work i have and that has been one of the most common reasons that young people have been talking to me for the past several years teenagers young adults both working young adults and college going young adults have been coming and talking about how their sleep cycle has been affected and they need to do something about it and largely in my opinion this is so much more about how we take corrective measures for our lifestyle and if we sort it out we'll be able to have a lot of positive impact not just on our sleep but more importantly on our overall health so today the mind pod talks about sleep hygiene so divya jain sleep hygiene your thoughts what is sleep hygiene so it's the basic practices that we can actually follow that can improve the quality of our sleep a lot of times we lie in bed tossing turning not really realizing why we're not able to fall asleep we may get up not feeling our freshest not feeling our best so while yes there are certain physical biological factors that can also impact our sleep something you'll be uh, far more qualified to talk about but there are certain things that we can do as a part of our lifestyle also that can improve the quality of our sleep and that's why we're talking about sleep hygiene today yes that's true so for those of you who are listening let's try and understand this and break this into parts part 
would be initiation of sleep. Some people talk about they find it a bit of a struggle to fall asleep. Then would be maintenance of sleep which means do I have a continuous sleep or does it keep breaking? And then awakening. Some people wake up fresh, some struggle waking up. So let's say three parts to it. Before we talk about uh, what we can do in our lifestyle, let me just give you a little bit of medical information here. Sometimes what we also call as secondary insomnia, which would mean I'm having sleep impairment because of some medical factors. It could be some medical illnesses. It could be some medications I'm taking. It could also be psychiatric illnesses. For example, illnesses like depression, anxiety, some other illnesses have a direct impact on our sleep. What we are talking about today applies to everybody. Whether you have sleep problems because of lifestyle, because of work pressures or stress, or whether you have sleep problems because of medical issues. Either ways, sleep hygiene is highly effective, highly recommended. Having said that, if you have insomnia, which is secondary to a medical cause, you must talk to your medical expert and get that treatment as well. So before we come to sleep hygiene, Divya mentioned that how we do tossing and turning at times. Let me start with regularity. One of the key aspects of sleep hygiene is regularity of sleep-awake pattern. So Divya, how does a person ensure this regularity in their sleep-awake cycle? Because that is one of the reasons why when you have a regular cycle, your sleep becomes affected and that starts a whole cycle where you don't get quality sleep. This is actually something where uh, a lot of young people also struggle, the people I talk to, because when you have a day off, there is a temptation to sleep in a little bit longer. On your weekends, you want to go out, meet people, go out for dinners, and so your sleep gets delayed further. So there is that weekday, weekend imbalance that tends to happen, something that a lot of us tend to struggle to find that regularity with. But a, an effective technique is actually going to be to make sure that we sleep and wake up at the same time, irrespective of the day of the week or irrespective of what your schedule looks like. What this will do is it will bring a sense of regularity, a sense of rhythm uh, to your sleep. And what will also help here is having an overall routine to your day, making sure that you are already eating regularly, making sure that you also have some physical exercise in the day. Also, a nighttime routine is something that can be very helpful, which I'm sure we'll talk about. So yes, important point for all of you, have an overall approach to your life which has a bit of a rhythm and a routine. Yes, there will be an occasional party you'll attend. There will be an occasional match that might last longer. There might be sometimes friends over. There might be sometimes something else, which is fine. But overall, don't try to overcompensate for your sleep during your day offs. Don't try to sleep too late if you have the next day off because that can actually trigger irregularity in sleep. So get this rhythm, which will be very important for all of you. Let's go to the next one here. One is we bring regularity. 
Now let's look at some other factors that we was also talking about physical activity. In fact, physical activity at least half an hour or so in the day actually helps improve quality of sleep. Besides physical activity, if you do some relaxation exercises, some yoga, meditation, listen to some music, do contemplative activities which relax you, for example, spending time with pets, spending time with plants, reading, listening to music, exploring art. A lot of these activities, what they do is that the kind of stress or the autonomic arousal that we have during the course of the day, which can bring in extra thoughts when we are going to bed, which may not let us switch off by ensuring that we have the relaxation also experiencing throughout our day, that actually helps. So one, let's do half an hour of physical activity. We already talked about a rhythm and a routine. And now let's also understand the importance of doing relaxing activities, not just at bedtime, but during the course of the day. And one important aspect for all you people, whether you are students or working adults, work, study in spurts, don't overdo, don't overstretch. Multiple breaks will keep your mind and body lot more physically fit and you will end your day lot more relaxed unless otherwise what happens is you'll feel rushed, you'll feel tired, exhausted, which actually sometimes can have the reverse effect on your sleep. So now let's do some quick uh, yes and no's from Divya and then we will use that as a learning moment. So Divya, how about a cup of coffee before going to bed? Not at all, especially not when you're stressed out and when you have deadlines to meet, it's probably the worst thing that you can do because it's going to increase your anxiety many fold. Okay, how about um, I go to bed uh, watching my favorite show, lying down on my bed, show is going on. Again, a big no, because our mind forms associations, so the bed should be meant for sleeping. What can help is probably reading a book, nothing like reading to actually put you off to sleep. Uh, listening to something relaxing again would be far more effective. So you are saying no to coffee at bedtime, you are saying no to television from the bed. What about my mobile phone? Keep it away as much as possible. A lot of us, we tend to think, you know, if I'm not available at three in the morning, uh, the world is going to just crumble down and trust me, that's not going to happen. Just keep your phone away, put it on silent, go off to sleep and the world will still be exactly where it was when you left. So, but some people tell me, um, again, from a lot, many more from your and even younger generations that, you know, when they are sleeping, they have their phone on the silent next to the bed at times some don't even keep it on silent and if they uh, you know just maybe turned aside and they thought let me see if there is a notification let me see if there is a message what do you do why don't you tell me what you do because i think you might actually have your phone on and checking emails and replying to emails at two in the morning sometimes i switch off i am very clear about it my cell is off in the evenings night is when i should be sleeping my brain doesn't work late in the evenings and that's how it should be for most of us. I need to relax at night to be able to work the next day morning. In fact, my suggestion to young people, not just what Divya said that keep your phone away, 
in my opinion if you don't want to switch it off keep it on silent but keep it inaccessible not next to your bed keep it a bit away so that even if you're half awake midnight changing sides have had water you should not end up reading the phone when you read on the phone it gives you a sense of a stimulation stimulation causes arousal and awakefulness that awakefulness interferes with the process of sleep that's why not just that you don't have your phone next to your bed going back to starting from what we were talking about television don't have your television in your bedroom preferably if you have it in your bedroom then don't see television from your bed see it from a chair you must switch off gadgets like television like mobile phones your laptop any other interactive um gaming for example you just switch it off minimum 45 minutes or so before you go to bed this will the time required for your mind to actually start relaxing and yes uh, i do feel you should all switch off and uh, there's no point scrolling and scrolling and getting more thoughts in your mind you should be relaxed and yes if you read it's probably one of the best ways to uh, positively distract your mind so that the day hassles that were there or things that were bothering you about tomorrow or day after which could have interfered with your relaxed sleep they will be replaced by what you are reading and i strongly recommend all of you have this habit so what do you do 45 minutes before going to bed off the gadgets and now we'll ask the viewer that what can we do in these last 45 minutes before we go to the bed we already know that once we are there we can read and listen to music so this last one one and a half hours there were any other thoughts it's difficult to imagine life without a gadget for one one and a half hours but we're going to try uh, a warm water bath is something that can be very effective in calming us down uh, having a nighttime routine a lot of people are doing skin care these days as well which can be very relaxing also uh, maybe a warm glass of milk is also something that can help or some green tea to end your day some relaxing music some meditation some relaxation all of these forming coming together to form your nighttime routine and finally you can go to bed yes so that nighttime routine is work i'll tell you what i do what i do is my cell is off a couple of hours before i go to bed for sure my television also uh, long back I, i do like reading so what i do is i actually have i prepare a playlist for the night and uh, i put it on and i read on my kindle i choose the kind of book in advance so it's like preparing my mind for that yes to the hot shower before bedtime uh yes to a warm drink the warm drink would be chamomile tea it could be some day a bit of honey lemon tea it could be having hot milk all of these actually help you relax better and then i just go ahead and read when i start feeling a bit sleepy i put my kindle away switch off my music and then sleep but the phone continues to be off and that is the routine and when i get up 
it's the same routine I try and follow, frankly, seven days a week, round the year. And this is the kind of approach that actually works. Maybe anything else that comes to your mind that we can share with people. You said no for coffee, yes for chamomile. You said no for TV, no for mobile, no for laptop, no for social media. There are just so many no's. Why don't you now give all the yeses? So yes, after a whole, whole list of no's which people are not going to be happy about, it's yes to exercise, it's yes to reading, it's yes to relaxing music, it's yes to having a routine that is relaxing, it's yes to art, it's yes to talking to people and making sure that you're able to share your experiences so that you aren't kind of overthinking when you are going to bed at night. So there's a whole lot of yeses there as well, which I hope you're able to try and improve your sleep. Thank you. So what did we learn? We learned the routine matters, physical activity is related, our diet also plays a part. If we have a routine, especially a nighttime routine, we also learned that gadgets need to be used smartly. Let the user be smarter than the gadget. And sleep matters. Sleep matters because if you will be having irregular sleep, it has impact on your life. Impact may be on your health. Impact may also be on your productivity. Human errors increase. Careless mistakes increase. Both in academics and work, your performance will get impacted if your sleep is not fine. In fact, mood, irritability and impact on relationships is also something that happens if your sleep's not fine. But for more than anything else, a good night's sleep is probably the best thing that all of us would need. So on that note, we say a goodbye to you and happy sleeping and follow the sleep hygiene and keep coming back for conversations on mental health. The Mind Pod podcast brought to you by My Upchar and the Fortis National Mental Health Program Fortis Healthcare. Thank you and see you soon.